This is the Made It in Music podcast. I'm Seth Mosley, and this is Show 145. Welcome to the podcast, where we bring you tools and resources to help you go full time in music and to stay in. The music business is a roller coaster ride, changing faster than any of us can pay attention to. We all need a competitive edge to stay ahead and to stay successful. What's working, what isn't, and what's coming? That's exactly what this show is all about. Back again with Full Circle Music, the Made It in Music podcast. All right, so we are here. This is the first episode of now season three. And season three, it's a little interesting because we have... We've recorded a lot of episodes, over 140 at this point, and we only recently even started calling these seasons. Uh, but but here we go. We're officially in season three, starting off. And for season three, we decided that we wanted to open with something a little bit special. If you, for those of you who've been with us for a little while with this whole Made It in Music podcast, uh, you might know that we started this whole podcast on quote season zero with the Full Circle Music Show. This podcast used to have a different name. So if you go back into the archive and listen to some old episodes, you'll find that we called it the Full Circle Music Show back then. And if you flip all the way back to episode one, you will discover that that very first episode was an interview with none other than the Seth Mosley, talking about the vision and the purpose and the whole idea for this show. And so that's what we're doing here today for the very first episode of season three. We're going back to the basics and we are going to revisit that first episode and just revisit a lot of those ideas and talk about you know why are we even doing this Uh, and before we get into the interview with seth here i want to mention uh that as we start season three you know we're, we're always on new adventures and trying to find new ways to make this podcast as valuable as possible and one of the really cool things that we've done that is very different from the beginning is this podcast is available on both audio and it is available on YouTube. And so if you're listening to this on audio, I would encourage you to check out the YouTube version of it so that you can actually see this whole conversation in person. Uh, That's just on our YouTube channel. You can search Full Circle Music right on YouTube. And if you want to hear the audio version, um, you can just search Made It in Music on your favorite a podcast player, and you can always find everything you could ever want to know about both versions of this podcast at our website at madeitinmusic.com. And I'll share a little bit more about the website at the end of this, but for now, I want to go and get and get into this interview. Uh, you guys know who this is. This is Seth Mosley. He has been the host from the beginning of the Made It in Music show. Uh, he is amazing. He is the fearless leader of this company, and he has more Grammys and number ones and doves and all that kind of fun than we can count. So let's go ahead and get started. Seth, hi. How are you? I am good. Thank you for that awesome introduction. This is uh, this is really fun. You know why it's fun is because this morning as I was on my way in, I figured, you know, what a better thing to do than literally for me to go back and listen to episode one. Mm. And it was really, really an interesting exercise to go back and, and see kind of where we've come from. That was December 1st of 2015. We are over four years past that now. When we're recording this, yeah. As, as, as of the time of recording this. And to even listen back, we started out by calling it the Full Circle Music Show. Because that was just the name of your company. That was the name of the company. It's just call it the Full Circle Music Show. And 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 we had a co-host, Chris Murphy. He's a great guy, friend of mine. 
Um, he's kind of gone on to do his own thing. Uh, but at the time, I didn't know anything about starting a podcast. This was pre-academy. This was pre-us venturing into publishing company, record label. We'll dive in a little more, mm-hmm. you know, in detail on on those things. But it's just, it was an interesting mental rewind to think, wow, we've like come a long way since recording that two studios ago. <laughs> and... It's just it's it's kind of a mind trip. So I'm I'm glad we're getting to revisit the why of what we do because I always want to keep that at the forefront yeah. of our company because I really do believe that it doesn't matter what you do, it really matters why you do it and the heart behind it. So we'll uh, we'll dive into that. We'll also dive into some of the things we've learned. We've learned a lot in the last four years. I, I you know it's just even weird to think. Um, you know, for those listening or watching this, this is Logan Crockett. I, I I didn't properly introduce him. You've been hearing him on the headers for season two, but you'll you'll definitely be hearing a lot more from him as he is an integral part of what we do at the academy. Um, but uh, I'm excited to to really dive in and uh, yeah, just talk about what what all we're working on. Yeah, and honestly, for for me, uh, just doing this kind of interview is such a little bit of a full circle, full circle moment for me personally because you mentioned how the first episode started four years ago, uh, and now I am a huge part of the academy. But back then, when you guys released the very first episode, I was just like anyone listening to this podcast. I was a listener. I was someone aspiring to get into the music industry on a professional level, and that's why I was so interested in this podcast and hearing all these interviews and what you guys are doing. And I remember. I was, you know, would just be like cleaning in my apartment or something like that and would just have this podcast just playing episode after episode after episode in the background, just hearing story after story of these people who have just gone through so much to make it. Uh, And this podcast in and of itself was a huge inspiration for me um, to just push forward and try and get connected with Nashville and and make things happen on my own musical journey in that regard. Uh, But now it's just really cool that, you know, I was literally listening to those podcasts way back when, and here I am actually interviewing you. I I know you well enough now that this feels almost normal, Yeah. but but compared, like, imagining myself as that 20, back in 2016, the 2016 Logan, um, who was just listening to the podcast at the time it's like this moment what's happening right here would have just totally blown my mind yeah um, well it's awesome and 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 part of the reason why we started the podcast was we wanted to you know well big big reason was i got i i, I worked with a a coach back then named kyle wilson still a really good friend of mine but he encouraged me as, as we had these ideas of okay i've had the success in music as a songwriter as a producer but I want to create a platform that's bigger than just the Seth Mosley show. Mm. And that's and that's why we started Full Circle Music, to make it about something that was bigger than just me. And one of the outreaches of that was the Academy. So um, his suggestion was, you know, hey, you should start a podcast. <laughs> and I didn't even really know why he suggested that. I know now that really starting a podcast is about building an audience. You, you had been listening to some podcasts at that point. Right? I loved podcasts. Yeah, I've 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 been into podcasts ever since they came out, pretty much. And I love what I love about it is is it's getting to really dive in under the hood for people's stories, and then you can kind of reverse engineer. Mm you know, apply it to your own situation. But, but it's, it's really kind of a testimony to the power of it in terms of even just like attracting great people, uh, people like yourself, who I didn't even know at the first, uh, 
you know, taping of, of the first podcast. So yeah. we can, uh, we're, we're, we're getting very meta right now, but we can, we can dive, <laughs> we can dive a little more in. Yeah, absolutely. So, so just reflect a, a little bit more for us real quick. Um, just the fact that it's been four years, I, I'm sure to a certain degree, you can probably vividly remember the very first podcast that you did because it was the first one you did. Um, so like, like, d- does it feel like it's very, like it was just almost yesterday kind of thing? Or, I mean, at that point, it was a, bl- um, it's a, bl- it was a blast from the past listening because it really, it, you know, four years is a long time, but at the same time it, it it's flown by. Mm-hmm. And I just even think about, we were, we were literally two locations ago. We were in our house in Franklin in our little upper room, which was kind of our studio in the back of the house. Um, we had none of this awesome, you know, video, audio, visual equipment. We were sitting at like a black folding table. We've made a few upgrades. We've made a few <laughs> upgrades. And, and really a big part of that is building our team to great people who can, you know, produce this, this great quality content. Um, but I, I just think I had no idea what I was getting into. It was just, um, this is an experiment. This is something that I want to try. I even just listened back to myself talking about the music industry as mm. Chris was asking me questions of at the time there, there was a lot of doom and gloom around, you know, streaming was really becoming the thing. Music sales as we knew it were kind of on their way out. So I think a lot of people were freaking out about how is this actually <laughs> going to play out long term? Um, since then we're, we're in a very different environment. The dust is settled streaming has been a great thing for the industry. It's not been as great for songwriters um, yet. It's hopefully going to, you know, cross over that threshold in in the not too distant future with the Music Modernization Act and everything. So um, being on the other side of that now, I think I still, there's so many similarities and so many things that have not changed since then. I I really, I said in the Mm. interview back then, that it it all starts with a song, and and that's more true now than ever. Uh, that, that's almost like a core belief of full circle. Yeah, it all starts with a song, and and I can't I can't you know claim that that's a saying that I came up with. That's just Nashville, mm-hmm. and I just think that's more true than ever. That people who write and know how to create consistent hit songs are the ones that are going to have staying power in the music business on the creative side. Now, whether whether you're a songwriter or not, you at least have to know how to attach yourself to people who are writing good songs, whether that's the artist, whether you're a music publisher, whether you're a manager, whether you're um, a front of house engineer who's aspiring to break into the industry and go tour. You have to know how to partner with people who create great songs because that's the currency of what drives this entire business forward. So... I mean, I've learned a ton uh, at the time of, like I said, recording that we didn't really have our academy. It was sort of an idea. The we, podcast was really the first piece of the academy. The podcast was the first piece of the academy. Um, we didn't we didn't have a publishing company. Um, we went through kind of an iteration of our own in-house record label since then, which we kind of put on pause. We can dive a little more into that yeah. here in a bit and some of the reasons for that. But man, so much has changed, yet so much hasn't. It's still about the song, and um, yeah, it was just so interesting. Blast from the past to go listen back to that. Definitely, and see so, yeah, anyone listening to this or watching this, I would encourage you to go back to that very first episode. Probably listen to this one first, uh, but I think you'll find it really interesting if you listen to this full episode and then go back. We'll, we'll put a link both on YouTube and um, right in the 
audio description for uh, wherever you would be listening to the podcast there. Well, just and, even on a, on a personal note, too, like, this was a new thing for me. At, mm. at the time, I had just worked with a speaking coach because I the year before that, one story I like to share with people is, you know, if, if you feel like you're stuck in life with anything, the best thing you can do is lean into the thing that you fear most. Just do what you fear most. And for me at the time, that was public speaking. Um, back in 2013, 2014, I had a mentor say that to me, do what you fear most. And I was like, well, I guess I should learn how to speak, you know, and, and public speaking doesn't necessarily just mean being on a stage. It can mean what we're doing right now, just having conversations extemporaneously. Um, because before, like, even when I was in a band, I used to hide behind my guitar and my, my mic and on stage and we had our set planned out every night. I knew exactly what I was going to say. It was, you know, just wham, bam. Um, but public speaking and, and having conversations like this is a, is a very different thing. So that was one of the reasons why I started the podcast. And even just to listen back, I can hear it in my voice hmm. that I didn't know what I was doing. I think, I think <laughs> like just even as a communicator, I mean, I still have so far to go. I'm not, you know, going to be the next, uh, Tony Robbins or whatever, you know, somebody who's hmm. a really good communicator, but even just the sound of my voice, the confidence, like just knowing how to conduct an interview and ha yeah. have a podcast. Like, it's just amazing. You can look back with anything you do, whether it's, you know, songwriting or weightlifting or whatever, whatever you're aspiring to do, you can look back four years ago and see a lot of progress. Everyone who's good at something used to not be good at that thing. Yes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> see, it'll be really interesting if you go back and listen to episode one, you you might very well notice exactly what Seth's talking about. You'll um, you, you'll see for yourself or hear for yourself, uh, you know, how how Seth maybe has changed him, himself and yeah. the way he conducts interviews and all that th from four years later. It's been a lot of learning. Um, so what, one thing that was asked on that very first episode that I want to revisit, and you've already touched on a little bit how Full Circle, um, the company that you started, has really changed a lot. Um, but But walk us back in time real quick to... Well, really to two things. To number one, what even is Full Circle Music? And then re revisit why you decided to create Full Circle Music as a team instead of, quote, the Seth Mosley company or the Seth Mosley show. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> well, I mean, you kind of you hit on it that at some point I figured out that the music industry is way more fun if you're doing it as a team sport. And I've kind of always had some element of collaboration on anything that I've done, whether it was back from, you know, me starting a band, obviously mm -hmm. you have your bandmates, you have your producer you're working with, you have your label. Um, even when I was producing records on my own, I was still working with other, you know, engineers and mixers and people. So I just knew that for myself, I'm not the type of person who is going to be happy going into a hole in a cave in a studio like this and just sitting in there for <laughs> 14 hours coming out for light every now and then and not seeing any other humans. There's a lot of producers and music makers who are like that. Mm. And I just figured out for me early on that that was not me. Um, I also knew that, you know, all of us kind of have a quote unquote shelf life in this industry. We have our years that were hot. We have our years that were not. And so I, ha I have a very, I didn't know this about myself at the time, but I, I've discovered about myself one of the things that I am is I'm an entrepreneur. I, I love 
you know, coming up with ideas and then not only coming up with the idea, but executing an idea and bringing it to life. I love the process of building things. I think that's, it's an extension of me as a creator, as like a songwriter, because mm-hmm. really we're starting with nothing and then coming out with a beautiful song or hopefully a beautiful song at, <laughs> at the end of the session. So I think I'm just a creator at heart. And the entrepreneur side of me is somebody who's, a, who's not only a creator, but a creator who's willing to, you know, put, put, put his money where his mouth is. Mm-hmm. And, and, and so there's a lot of risk that comes with being an entrepreneur. And, and that's where a lot of people stop because they, 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 they get fearful of what if this doesn't work. I think I've just always had that quality of like, just let's just go forward. Let's it's, it's, it's always been more ready fire aim for me, which I'm sure is, is frustrating for some of the people around me and has been for you <laughs> as, as coming on. But it's, it's really more about like just taking the next step and then the next step and then the next step. And you're constantly going to be iterating and making tweaks and mm-hmm. getting better um, almost more like the Silicon Valley mindset. And so that really, even if I didn't know fully why I started Full Circle Music at the time, I knew that was sort of the personal side. The, 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 the big side for me is just having a company. You can have way more influence and legacy in, in the industry than if it was just me. I know now that there are songs out there impacting the world and changing people's lives that I had nothing to do with writing. Like I obviously had to do with, you know, finding the talent and helping kind of to fund and invest in, in that. But that's, that was a really cool thing. The first time I heard on the radio, one of the songs that we had funded as, you know, through our publishing company, uh, through our publishing company or our label at the time, um, just to hear that and know that I didn't write it, but that's, that song is having an impact on somebody. So that was really cool. And that's something that's truly scalable. Like it's it's more than just about me. It's really just about how how many awesome, talented people can we attract to work with us. And so I I, I want to build something that has longevity, but really everything at the end of the day, you know, I'm a believer. Um, I'm a Jesus follower, and everything at the end of the day comes back to that for me. I think. I don't necessarily want to put the label on our company as we are a Christian company. We're mm-hmm. we're a company that's founded by Christians with Christian principles, Christian morals. Everything we do, we want to make sure that it opens up a conversation to in some way, you know, expose people to the truth that that we believe in and and, and to Jesus. So um it's really a big platform for influence to hopefully open up that conversation and help impact um the world for Christ in that way. So that was, that was kind of the big, uh, you know, much longer answer than you had asked for, I'm <laughs> no, sure. But. So that, that's the real big driving force behind um, why you started this and what it's kind of evolving into and what propels us to move forward. And in the simplest way possible, one thing that is a little bit tricky with our company is we, we do things differently than, than a lot of other music companies. We like to call ourselves a very modern music company. But but sometimes if you literally take someone off the street, like they understand on a general level, like, hey, you know, what's a record label? What's a publishing company? Um, the things like that. But when you say, hey, we're full circle music, a lot of people, I think, um, know different 
facets of full circle music and, and certain things that we do. But I think it's a lot of people out there don't necessarily have a good grasp on like the whole picture of really what is full circle music. So in a very simple way, um, like if I'm literally just coming right off the street and just asking, hey, Seth Mosley, do you have this company full circle music? What exactly is all that about? Like, like how do you answer that? Yeah. Well, outside me as a songwriter and music producer, it's really three things. It's, it's a production company. So if you come over to our studios at any given point, we're probably producing a record for somebody. It's just, it's, it's a production, um, machine that's running year round. Uh, we produce music in Christian in Christian and country and some film and TV alternative spaces as well. So the production house is kind of part one. Part two is uh, a publishing company. So the publishing company is, you know, and for, for people who are newer, new to the industry and I'll just, you know, no listener left behind, publishing company is really just a company that invests in songwriters that are the ones writing the songs every day that then get cut by other artists. So, so we started a publishing company around a guy named Matt Hammett. He had a band called Sanctus Real, um, had really kind of just bugged me to start it over and over and over again. And so we eventually <laughs> did and hired um, a girl named Stacy Wilbur, who you guys, if you are, you know, listen to our stuff, you, you know who she is. So she's our VP of publishing and she runs that. I do want to rewind to uh, our VP of production who runs our, our, our production is X O'Connor. Um, he is sort of the man behind the curtain running all of directing all of this content. He's right literally now, so. yeah, behind the curtain right now. <laughs> Quite literally. So, um, you guys know X, amazing Grammy-winning producer. And then, so production, publishing, and then the third part, and really what this whole thing is is an outreach of... This podcast. This podcast is, is the Full Circle Music Academy. Mm-hmm. And so the Academy is a platform that provides resources, products, services, information to hopefully help people avoid the pains of breaking into the music business and ultimately trying to go full time in it. Um, so that's, you know, we, we help songwriters um, through free products, paid products. We help artists. We help um, really, you know, there's a, it, it, there's a lot of ways that you can kind of make a career in music. Um, so we kind of help break down, okay, well, what are the, what are the baby steps? Like if, if we're thinking about it in terms of, kind of Dave Ramsey model, like he has his debt snowball baby steps. Let's reverse engineer that and think, okay, what are the baby steps that it takes to make a career and to actually go full-time in music? That's that's what we're trying to provide. So the Academy is about providing success stories. And at the end of the day, a lot of the people that we've met through the Academy have then gone on to do stuff at a big level and you know produce stuff for labels and publishing companies and have their songs cut. So... Those are really the big three things. It's production, publishing, academy, and then there's me. There's (laughs) me as a songwriter, so... You're still writing hits every day and making magical things happen. I'm still... You know, funny (laughs) enough, like, even after starting all this, last year we kind of had a little bit of a focusing year, I would call it, Mm -hmm. and I I probably ended up writing more last year than I had, like, in my whole career, so... um, It it kind of vacillates when when we're producing a record, but... Like I'm, I'm writing, trying to stay in the in the creative trenches pretty daily, in in co-writes with with artists. So with this show, this podcast in particular, this is one 
piece of the Full Circle Music Academy. The Full Circle Music Academy has lots of different resources across all kinds of different price points. Uh, this podcast, obviously, and free. free too. Yeah. Um, and so, so this is one piece of something that we do through the academy. And so, you've, you've talked about the academy a bit, but but let's dive a little bit more specifically into this podcast. And, and you've talked a little bit about why you wanted to start it, as far as doing something that you fear most, and that being public speaking. But but what what are kind of some things that you ha- um, were hoping uh, that the podcast might turn into, and, and maybe it has, or maybe it hasn't. Um, and then, then what are some of the big advantages that, that have come from it? I would say the biggest surprise for me was it's actually become a great uh, relationship builder. I've been able to meet people that I wanted to meet in the music industry. You know, one of the guys that I've looked up to forever in the country space is Shane McAnally. And I was able to offer him a spot on our platform and, it, and it, it's, you know, adding value to, to what he's doing. Mm-hmm. It uh, drives people towards smack and all, all of their stuff. So it's really like, I, I always start in terms of, okay, what's a way we can serve any person in any situation. The podcast really is, is, is that in, in the embodiment. And so when we're able to bring in, you know, a Chris Lacey or a, um, you know, a, uh, just trying to think Noreen, who's, who's going to be on this season or, uh, you know, Lizzie Hale last season. It's, it's really all about like propping up their platform, but in turn of like adding value to them, it it starts to build a relationship. So now we kind of know each other. There's that. So I would say that's probably been the biggest, um, thing that I didn't necessarily expect and, and what definitely wasn't the reason for starting it. Um, the thing that I will say just learning wise, it's, it's, it's a long, slow build, just like mm-hmm. anything you're, you know, nowadays because people have access to make content on their iPhone and for, really for free, there's so much of it out there. So breaking through, and that's the thing that you're going to find if you're breaking in the music industry is getting your content out there and making it go viral is really hard, but it really is about consistency. Mm-hmm. And if you commit yourself to saying, you know what, we're going to put out an episode once a week or once every couple of weeks or whatever it is, you're, you're held accountable to that. But that's what it really takes to kind of grow a thing. Cause you know, we've seen that, like, it's just, a, it's been a slow build ever since the beginning. And, um, you know, we're now getting featured in, you know, feed spot, like the top three music industry podcasts, but it's, you know, four years later, it's yeah. not, it's not an overnight thing. YouTube has been a huge thing. We didn't start on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Um, the power of YouTube as a you know a search engine um, is huge. The video component I think is is huge. Um, I think it's almost a different like like if you're watching this on YouTube, you're probably a different viewer than somebody who you know typically listens to podcasts or or maybe you, you might not be, but it's kind of a, almost a different audience. So it just has opened up a lot more uh, you know awareness. So I would say those are the biggest learning things, um, but just being consistent no matter what it is that you're doing, whether it's writing songs or starting a podcast. And because it can be tough to be consistent. There have been times, um, I mean, I don't know that we've ever legitimately considered, quote, quitting the podcast, but but there have definitely been times where I, I remember when I first came on that there were some episodes that we did where it was like we had to get an episode up on a Tuesday and it was like a Monday afternoon and it was like, okay. 
what do we do now for this week? Yeah. Um, so, so there's been a lot of, I, I think, even just how we've handled the podcast. Yeah, the production um, schedule. Ha- has just really changed a lot. But, but all that to say is like on a lot of levels, doing exactly what you're talking about, being consistent and not giving up, but just pushing through and continuing to come out and come out and come out with more and more content in the same way. I think it, it can sound, well, what, what you just said almost sounds really easy in theory, but I want the listeners to know that in practice, not only will it be likely difficult for you, worth it, but but difficult, but it's also been very difficult for us. Just yeah, because we talk about, you know, keep coming out with it doesn't mean that even on our end, it's that simple. Yeah, the consistency thing, it says easy and does hard. Mm-hmm. It's really just a discipline like anything else. And setting yourself up to win, you know, the way that we produce it now is so different than we used to. It's yeah. a very concentrated effort in a very short amount of time to where we're not, you know, Oh crap! We gotta get an episode up tomorrow. <laughs> you know, we're we're pre-booking, planning in advance, pre-planning. Now. <laughs> yeah, wonderful things. Um, so, do you have any particularly favorite memories or moments from the show over these last four years? Um, I guess I think in terms of quotes, um, we've gotten some good ones. Got some really good quotes. I, I I think you know one of the guys in our industry that I had looked up to really since I came here it was in the Christian space is Jason Ingram and you know the the thing that stuck with me and I still quote it to people is your calendar will tell me if you're a songwriter or sub in whatever that fill in the blank (laughs) is your calendar will tell me if you're an artist your calendar will tell me if you're a guitar player. Your calendar will tell me what's important to you. Exactly. So I thought that was really huge. Um, I liked, you know, Sam Tenez is a great, great friend um, at the time of recording this. I think it's public knowledge. He's uh, since then. This this is the other fun thing about the podcast (laughs) is I, I, you know, if we did like a where are they now issue that, that would actually be really cool. That's a good idea. Um, But like guys like Sam, who, you know, he had a lot going on in the sync world at the time of his podcast, but he's actually just now signing a a mainstream record deal with Warner LA for like just a a huge pop push on what he's doing. And he never anticipated that and really planned that just happened. And, and again, it's been consistency for him, but he said, don't compare your chapter one to somebody else's chapter 30. And Mm, we have used that one a lot. Yeah. I use that. Sam, if you're listening, I, I quote you on that all the time. I just think that's such a good encouragement to people that if you know if you're watching this and you feel like you're discouraged and at a place where you want to quit and give up and you're seeing like, okay, well, you know, I'm looking up to this person there. They're all the way there. How do they get there? You can't compare where you're at if you're just in the beginning. Like it's 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 an iterative process and it's that whole quote, if you see a if you see a man on a mountain, you can be pretty sure he didn't fall there. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's a long climb. So, um, I loved that conversation with Sam, um, seeing, you know, Casey Brown, we had on really early on. This was before, um, he had his first country number ones. He's had three since then. Um, you know, just getting to hear about the conversation with him about collaboration. I loved from this last season, getting to sit down with, um, Stephanie Wright, who runs A&R over at Universal, just to hear about her, process of signing artists and what does it look Mm -hmm. like inside a a major label machine Uh, talking about how she found and you know met Casey Musgraves who's one of my favorite artists so as much as our listeners hopefully get out of this you've learned a lot from this podcast so much value in every one of these conversations like if, if we didn't get anything else other than than that 
it would be so worth it to me. And um, the last the last one that I'll I'll, I'll hit on is um, probably probably rewinding. I think this was either episode two or three. The story of mm. Tom Douglas, um, who's a guy that I've I've been able to write with since then. Um, he didn't get his first cut or his first you know success until after he was like, I think it was like forty years old or something like that. Wow! Um, like he had kind of gone through it, two iterations of moving to Nashville, moving away, getting back into real estate, moving moving back to Nashville, getting moving away. And so for me, that was just a great reminder of like, no matter what where you're at in your path, like it happens at different times for everybody. There's no one, I mean, there, there are, there are things you want to make sure that you're doing. And that's sort of what we're working on with the Academy is to try and boil down. Okay. We can't a hundred percent guarantee anybody to, that they'll have a career in music, but we can a hundred percent guarantee that if you're not doing certain things, you're going to be a whole <laughs> lot further behind than, than most of the other people will be. So, Absolutely. So that was just an encouragement from, from Tom's end of things. And, and yeah, I would just encourage people to go back and, and listen if they haven't had a chance to. I'll, I'll make sure that we have links to those episodes that you mentioned below yeah. uh, the video or the audio so that way you can easily access those. Uh, we have a few minutes left. And one thing that I really do want to hit on, you've mentioned how much uh, that you've even recently discovered that you are really an, an entrepreneur. Um, and in most cases, almost anyone who's not an employee in the music industry, meaning pretty much every songwriter writer, artist, producer, in most cases, they're also entrepreneurs just sometimes by necessity, just because if you're not being employed by someone else, then that means you're employing yourself, which kind of automatically makes you an entrepreneur. Um, but but you've obviously taken it to another level where you do have this whole company and you're not only, you, you just mentioned that in this past year, you've been writing more songs in this past year compared to other years. Um, but at the same time, you're, you're also literally a CEO. Yeah. You are doing all of this creative work, but you're also in charge of managing other employees. You're in charge of making sure that they, you know, have a paycheck, which is a, a responsibility in and of itself. Um, and, and, you know, you're, you're responsible for making sure that this company, at the end of the day, we're, we're obviously all here to support and help, but but the, the weight of the responsibility is ultimately on your shoulders to make sure that this company is growing and not becoming stagnant or falling behind. Yeah. Um, and so one thing that I really want to talk about is just just some lessons uh, related to to that as just being a CEO. And, and one particular quote that I, I can think of that just happened recently, you were writing with someone and in that writer just commented very briefly, wow, you know, Seth, he's he's really kind of just on time for things. Like he's making sure that he's, um, I guess a, this word can have negative connotation to it, but like a stickler for making sure that things are happening on time. And 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 they, they said that from the context that you're a little bit different from a lot of writers that they normally work with, um, but you're naturally a very different person because you are a CEO at the same time as, as being a writer and producer. So, so talk a little bit about some of the challenges there, some of the things that you've learned through this four-year journey of really developing this team. Because way back in episode one, you only had um, two other people on staff of like full-time. It was you uh, as the company owner, and then it was Ex O'Connor and yeah. Jericho Scroggins. Yeah. Um, and now the company is much bigger than that. So yeah, so, so just walk us through some of the thought process and some of the lessons that You've learned along yeah. the journey. Well, it's a very different um, 
it's a very different thing to learn how to run a business than it is to learn how to operate a te- or to operate in a technical skill. Mm. Technical skill being like songwriting or playing guitar or you know running a mixing board or whatever it is. To to learn how to run a business based off of those things is a very different thing, and that's what I've kind of had to learn the hard way in some ways. Um, you know, it, it's it involves learning how to understand balance sheets and P&Ls, like just the basic financial stuff. It involves learning how to do forecasting and budgeting and, you know, making hard decisions from time to time. And it involves all of that stuff, involves hiring. There's some HR to it. Um, And it's, 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 it's a hard thing, but it's really rewarding at the same time to see what it is that we're building, that if it were only me, I would only be able to be outputting a fraction of what we're doing as a whole, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, So I would just say, you know, to anybody who's interested in getting into music, yes, you do have to think very entrepreneurially, but you don't have to go start a giant company either, you know? (laughs) It's it's a very different thing. And I I would say from from day one, too, if I hadn't had the success I had as a songwriter that was really funding a lot of it in in the beginning, um, I would have not been able to do it. In, yeah. in the first place. So I think for me, it's, it's, it's getting to a place where it's actually becoming fun now. It's not that it wasn't fun before, but it was, it's like, it's like you kind of have your, your years of going to school and like learning mm. things just trial by fire. And I think for 2020, um, we're heading into it strong. We've got some good mission. We've got some, some good vision. Um, we actually went through a whole, a whole exercise last year where we created what we call our vivid vision. Um, and that was a huge thing kind of that united our company, but also just put us on a path of just having clarity. Um, because when you're, when you're putting a team together, if you, if, if you sort of have this vague, um, idea of what you're trying to build, then there's no way they know. And (laughs) so the exercise of getting really clear on that and doing soul searching and praying over it and, you know, working with my wife on that, we created our whole vivid vision document and it's, you know, where's full circle music three years into the future. And then to learn how to execute on that, that's another skill entirely too. Yeah. So we had to put together a weekly business rhythm. We're still refining it and tweaking it, but that's something that we're, we're doing. It's, it's a system called 4DX, the four disciplines of execution. A lot of this stuff is getting into the business weeds and, um, but if you want to learn how to run a company, those are all skills that you have to understand. But I enjoy it because I always love the feeling of growing and learning. So I've invested heavily in myself. I, I hired a coach that, you know, I, I pay pretty handsomely, uh, but he's worth every penny of it too, because he's built something, you know, way bigger than what I have. And I want to learn, okay, how did he do that? So that, that'd be my other encouragement is if you want to grow, you have to be willing to invest in yourself, whether that's time or whether that's money. You, you, there's really no, no other way around that. You're not just going to magically become everything you need to become on your own. It's, it's, a, it's a really about personal development. Okay, Seth, question for you. Are you ready for the lightning round? I've never been more ready in my entire life. <laughs> This is the part of the show where we ask five rapid-fire questions, and you have to answer them very quickly without thinking very much. So, here we go. Question number one. What is the most unexpected artist that you have ever worked with? 
Unexpected. Um, I'll, I'll go with the first label record I produced when I moved to Nashville, which was Newsboys, because it was my first CD I got when I was a kid in 1995. Nice. Uh, what was your favorite, or still is, your favorite Me in Motion song? For those of you who don't know, Seth used to be in a band called Me in Motion. Um, Could also be your daughter's favorite song. I'm going to go with my <laughs> daughter's, because my wife has introduced her to them, to us, and... Um, her favorite is probably hmm. I think there was one there's one called Leaving Here Someday that she really likes. So nice. she loves it. We will we will link to that below so that all of you can hear Leaving Here Someday. Um all right, another podcast that you would recommend for musicians. Uh Rick Barker, Music Industry Blueprint. Sweet. Uh your favorite ice cream topping. Is a cookie dough a topping or is that a mix in? It can be both. <laughs> cool. Um, what is the most dangerous or risky thing you've ever done? Hmm. Decided not to go to college and pursue a career in music. Oh, that was a risk. And it panned out. It worked. <laughs> well, very good. <laughs> well, Seth, this has been... Really awesome. A lot of fun for me to get to have this conversation with you. Like I said, a, a real full circle moment personally. Uh, but we're, we're really close to being out of time. So I just want to go ahead and, and close out and, and feel free to jump in if you, if you have anything to add. Uh, but I want to stress, so again, this is the first episode of season three. We have a long, exciting season ahead of us. We, we can't wait to, to for you guys to get to hear the other guests and, and um, announcements that we have coming up in 2020. Uh, so if you want to stay up to date on all things Made It in Music podcast. I do want to stress that we have everything in a single, easy, wonderful online little portal called a website. And you can go to our Made It in Music website at madeitinmusic.com. And right there, you can get access to every single episode that we've ever released, including all the ones that we talked about on this episode and all of our episodes from the archives in the past, including going all the way back to episode one, the very first interview that you did for this show. Uh, so you can find everything there. You can find both the audio and the video versions. But again, if you've been primarily listening to this in an audio format, I would definitely encourage you uh, to check out the the YouTube version of things. Um, it, it can be really interesting to see actually in person like what how, how a lot of this operates. Like if you're just listening to the audio, you have no idea that there's this giant uh, console behind us yeah. and it looks pretty cool so you should check it out um, and vice versa if you're watching this on YouTube then make sure that you go check out the audio version because sometimes you might be driving in a car and it's a really bad idea to watch videos when you're driving in a car but it's a great idea to check out the Made It Music podcast while you're in a car so so check out both versions uh, and then on our website you can always find our deep dives now our deep dives are where we go after an interview kind of after we close down the cameras we turn them back on real fast uh, because normally we get one last little tip or idea from a guest. Normally it's between three to six minutes uh, where we just go a little bit deeper on a subject that maybe didn't make as much sense to really dive into during the interview. So it's kind of bonus content, if you will, but a lot of people really enjoy those. And so we make those available to you for free. Those again are at madeitinmusic.com. And Seth and I are about to get into a little deep dive here where we are going to talk a little bit more about the idea of, vivid, of a vivid vision and how you can come up with one for yourself. And we're going to share a little bit more about ours. So make 
sure that you check out the deep dive again at madeitmusic.com if you want to uh, see what that's all about. And that's really all that I have for you right now. So hopefully you have enjoyed this episode. It has been really fun, Seth. Um, thank you for having me be a part of this ride. Yeah, it's so fun. And, and one thing I'll, I'll add on the deep dive, just because it is really exciting. We put a lot of work into it, this Vivid Vision. If you guys want to see what our Vivid Vision is, we're going to throw that in there. Mm -hmm. You're going to have access to the whole, you'll get to see it. You'll get to see where our company is moving to, where we're yeah, trying to get to. Exactly. And maybe it'll inspire, inspire you to create your own version of it for whatever it is that you're doing, whatever it is that you're building. Absolutely. So we hope we'll see a lot of you on the deep dive, and we hope that we'll see the rest of you for episode two coming soon. That's right. Thanks, Logan. All right. Thank you. Thank you.